All-State, two-year starter, and rush in for the big run, and NFL vet. He's Dudeness or uh, Duder or, uh, you know, El Duderino if you're not into the whole brevity thing. It's Blackshirt Jay Moore with Hale Varsity Radio. Back into it, the Black Shirt Hour continues. Hail Varsity Radio, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Connor Clark. We say hi to Black Shirt Husker NFL or co-host Big Red Wrap-Up Jay Moore with us at Moore 44 And Bird, just because it's so warm outside, I didn't think you'd be wearing sleeves today, man. Talk about a heat wave. Man, I went outside. This, I took uh, Mav to school this morning at, you know, 730. I'm like, I had my workout gear on still, and I'm like, geez, this is... You can wear shorts. It feels fantastic. It's 30 degrees at 730. It's it, amazing. It, it did, uh, comparatively speaking. But, hey, uh, it was uh, all sorts of cold, and there was human sacrifice. There was tables burned and destroyed. And we'll get right into the NFL before we talk some Huskers. Uh, still not enough for the Bills. We talked a little bit in hour one about tortured fan bases. And you feel for them. That said, I thought Kansas City was fantastic with their run game. Yeah, it, I didn't really know what, you know, I think people tried to make a lot of out of, you know, that Patrick Mahomes has never played a playoff game away from Air Ride Stadium. And I was like, ah, there might be something to that. And talking about the weather, I'm like, well, they just won a football game and, you know, negative 20 degrees the week before. So I'm not worried too much on that. Uh, they were just. You know, the last time they played just a few weeks ago, they didn't have uh, Pacheco. So, like, I think that hap- that that uh, helped them out immensely in this game. And, I, you know, their ability to run the football, you know, early on, Buffalo's ability to run the football. But that Steve Spagnuolo defense is able to kind of make some tweaks in the second half and, and especially later in the third quarter, earlier in the fourth, to kind of bring an extra guy down in the box to make some, some plays in that run game uh, that really honestly made the difference late. Uh, but what a, what a fantastic game. Every time these two teams get together, it is back and forth. You just don't know what to expect. You feel like whoever has the ball last is going to win. And unfortunately, another wide right field goal for the Bills in this one. Yeah, Jane, you talk about the wide right field goal. So many times in their history have they come up just short, but particularly over the past couple of seasons with Josh Allen at the helm, they keep on falling just short, and it's usually the Chiefs doing it to them. With, with Josh Allen's bigger contract kicking in here next season is it time for the, the bills to to blow it up and, and start afresh and, and try again or do you think that them being this close is evidence that what they have going right now is working uh, i don't know if it's it's blow it up i think they have unfortunately uh, they were beat up on defense coming to this game I, I know that that hurt them a little bit i think they only dressed what four total linebackers in in this game that's hard to do that's so hard that your guys are, you know, your linebackers are playing a lot of special teams. And uh, it's just, it's it's tough to, uh, I know I, I, NFL, they didn't play a total amount of snaps. I only think Kansas City got over 50 total snaps offensively. Uh, but it's just hard. It's just time of the season. Your body's so beat up. Uh, you need some fresh guys to kind of spell each other. So I think that was a little bit of an issue. I think it honestly, in past, I think, Looking at, I know they got beat by the Bengals last year in the same round in Buffalo, but I think they were pretty beat up at that time as well. Uh, I think it's just the timing of it. Injuries are going to happen. Uh, I don't think you need to overreact whatsoever. I think Josh Allen is a hell of a quarterback. I think he has some, some fantastic weapons around him. I think 
the tight ends that he has there are really, really good. Uh, you know, I think Diggs is, is really, really good. Uh, you probably could always protect him more. You could look maybe at revamping your O-line potentially if you want to. But overall, I wouldn't blow it up, man. They're, I know they struggled early on this year, and I, I think they got rid of Ken Dorsey halfway through the season uh, and, and changed uh, some things up offensively. They're going to get there. I, I, I do. I, I think there's a, they're going to have their year coming. Guys are going to stay healthy. They're just going to get the uh, bounce of the ball. Um, but I tell you what, just being in that league <laughs> – just you know, the little amount of time that I, I had spent there, uh, it's so hard to win. And they, you know, they've you get. Yeah, I know you want to make it deep into into the playoffs, and the, the talent is there, and you want to make a Super Bowl. Obviously, but sometimes uh, they need a little perspective. It's like, gosh dang, you know what? It's we're we're close. They are very very close, uh, and I'd hate for them to you know blow it up and and have to start over and 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 go through the rebuilding phases and all that stuff to and deal in. Maybe take a few steps back to hopefully gain a couple more forward. I don't know. I, I think that what they got going right now is pretty darn good. And I guess I should clarify with what I mean by blow it up. I look back to the Broncos after they got humiliated by the Seahawks. What do they do? They completely revamp their roster, become a defensive football team. They 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 trade away a lot of their offensive weapons. They invest in some draft capital. They get a couple free agents on the defensive side of the ball, and they revamp. I guess I'm not saying completely blow it up, but but. I'm wondering if this is going to be an offseason where the Bills try to change up their own identity and, and you know try to win in a different way with Josh Allen. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, yeah, it, it, I'm glad you clarified. And um, you know, you look at defensively, you know, Von Miller. I know they're probably paying him a lot of money. Is he's getting older? You know, do you could you? Their whole D's old. There? What's that? So they're all, all of their defense is yeah. old. We're talking yeah. early to, to like low 30s. Yeah, and. Uh, Oh, no one likes an old D. Yeah, you gotta you gotta be young. Um, gosh, I can't think of the other defensive lineman that was a really good player that came. Glenville Joseph is well, like 35, another, 36. Uh, yeah, but you just probably might have to take a look. Uh, there's some good talent coming up in the draft, and I don't know they you know where they're slated at currently. If they have some other picks that they you know maybe have traded into, but um, just an interesting situation. It's it's it's. You know, it's just a fun situation for us as fans, just because with AFC and and you have you've had Mahomes and Allen, you have you know Lawrence and in, in Jacksonville, uh, Herbert going to be getting a new head coach here in with the Chargers. Who knows you know, with those kind of four guys there and how you know it's just probably between those four teams, it just it seems like it has been the last you know three four years. And I know this is the sixth straight year that uh, the Chiefs has made the AFC championship game, so. Um, they're probably don't get me wrong. They're going to be looking to you got to change that. You can't keep doing the same thing, expecting the, a different result. Don't, I, I I truly understand that, but I wouldn't go too crazy, right? Just don't uh, don't need to revamp too much. You're you're close. You just got to stay a little healthy, healthier, and and get a couple of bounces. You guys just got to catch a ball. I mean, Allen put some balls on guys late in the game. They just dropped. And I know they're tough catches, but he put them right there. They just got to kind of make a play when you need to make a play. Jay Moore with us on Hill Varsity Radio. Over to the NFC, Packers and 49ers. You could make the argument that a lot of people think the Packers should have won that game just based off the way that Jordan Love played throughout pretty much 59 of the 60 minutes and the fact that Brock Purdy didn't look that good as well. So what are your takeaways from that game, and do you have any concerns about the 49ers going forward? Um, a little bit. I, I, th- I was kind of expecting that game. I think it – 
it's hard. I mean, the, the Ravens proved this, you know, philosophy wrong. I, I, I think the teams that get to play in the wild card weekend almost have a leg up um, sometimes against the teams that get to buy in the divisional round. I, I kind of liken it to the NCAA tournament. You see a lot of those upsets from teams who play a, a, a play-in game, you know, like a 12 seed or 11 seed that goes and plays that six seed. And you see those upsets uh, quite quite often because they got they got to knock the rust off. It just it's just you got to play some you know real uh, ball when it matters, mm-hmm. and you can just kind of get a little bit of an advantage. Uh, and I think I was fully expecting that with the Green Bay game because what they did against Dallas was I did not expect. Uh, but I didn't expect San Francisco to come out that flat. They just not they didn't play good, and they got they got they're Frank just flat out lucky. I mean, early in that. First quarter, Purdy threw a, should have thrown a pick. It hit him the dude right in the numbers. He dropped it. I'm pretty sure they dropped another pick late in the game as well. In the, in the end, close to the end zone, uh, it really just came down to, you know, last week the the, the Packers were able to, to capitalize in the red zone against the Cowboys. They got touchdowns. They did not. They were able to do that against the 49ers. A lot of field goals. Now, now San Francisco's defense is really, really good, uh, if not better than the Cowboys. You know, for the majority of the year. Uh, but the, the biggest thing this comes down to is the love, you know, Jordan loves two interceptions. That's 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 separated that game right there. This, the, the the 49ers snuck away with it. They got to be, they are uh, counting their blessings because they should got beat. They did not, mm-hmm. Purdy did not play good. Uh, they found some things with McCaffrey uh, and Kittle got good, but you know, without Debo Samuel, you know, that, the offense has struggled at times uh, early in the year, in the middle of the year where Debo was hurt. They, you know, you just you have one less guy to focus on. So going forward, I'm not sure. I haven't heard what Debo's uh, injury status is going into the NFC Championship game, but if he's not healthy, man, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting matchup between them and the Lions. Jay Moore is with us, uh, co-host, Big Red Wrap Up, Hale Varsity Radio, and uh, let's kind of go to the conference championships. Who do you like here? You go in Baltimore and Lamar. Or does KC keep the mo going? Also, Detroit's a great story. They're fun. People love Coach Campbell. Uh, San Francisco, if they, you know, try and just go with what's working, sometimes Shanahan seems to want to want to do it his way. Versus, I don't know, you can hand the ball off to twenty five to thirty times to, to McCaffrey, and that's okay too. He doesn't always do that, uh, but there's that option. So. When we look at these conference title games, who you, where are you leading and who do you like? I like the home teams. The same two teams that we discussed, you know, months prior. I just thought, you know, the 49ers and the Ravens are the best two teams in the league. I know they just played a few weeks, you know, uh, around Christmas time, and the Ravens got the best of that one. And I know 49ers threw five interceptions or five turnovers in that game. I just think the, the Ravens, that defense is really, really good. Mark Jackson, MVP type season, his ability to throw and run it, and his ability to lead and kind of take a game over. It's special. I think the Chiefs, though, are a very underrated defense, not allowing any points, you know, no games over 30 points so far this season. I did not realize that, uh, just hearing it in the game uh, against the Bills. I mean, C. Spagnuolo is a, is a really, really good coach. I was with the Rams when he was the head coach. Um, really, really smart and uh, has done a really good job with that with that defense. So that's going to be a fantastic matchup. It's just kind of pick your poison in that one because you get a dual threat quarterback. Uh, it's it's just another it's just another task that you have to you have to worry about. Uh, same with you know same with Josh Allen, right? I mean, his his ability to run the football and utilize that 
especially in the red zone, is it just it's eleven on eleven football instead of ten on eleven uh, in the tra- in the traditional sense. But I still like the Ravens in this one. I think they got it going. They're hot. Uh, you know, they went and tied at half against against the Texans and then they allowed them to score. I mean, the defense didn't even give up a touchdown. The only touchdown they gave was a punt return. So that defense is playing fantastic. NFC wise, I love the Lions story. It's been fun. Huge uh, Dan Campbell fan. Uh, I just think I I think. Unfortunately, that's going to come to an end. I think the 49ers got a little bit of a wake-up call, and it's like, hey, we can't keep slipping up. I think the 49ers are going to get, get this one done. I think it's, it's going to be a grind, though. I think it's going to be a close battle. I think both games are going to be really, really good. I would not expect uh, any team to just completely run away with uh, either game. So I think we're going to see 49ers-Ravens like we all kind of predicted and, and discussed in, in Vegas in, in a few weeks. And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. Jay Moore is with us, uh, co-host, Big Red Wrap Up, Hale Varsity Radio. Well, my question is, if if Jay Moore was working security at uh, Buffalo, and you were called to a suite with a three hundred pound center shirtless, would you tell that man to put his shirt back on? Absolutely not. <laughs> Own it. Own it, baby. The business he decision. Did. He owned it. He, he did. He did. That, it was great. I loved it. It's fun. I mean, enjoy it. He's, you know, watching his brother play. He's probably going to retire. He's had a hell of a career. You know, his beer of choice and Bud Light was a questionable, but that might have been the only thing in, in the suite. You know, I can think of about 17 other things I'd want to drink besides a Bud Light. But If only they uh, had Cornhead Lager in that suite. Yeah, then. right. Yeah. So shout out to so, the uh, title uh, sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fun. I mean, come on, it's it's a it's, it's a circus up there, anyways. Between between Taylor Swift and and then Mahomes' wife, and you got you got Jason Kelsey up there with a stocking cat and his hairy belly just out there. It was great. It's awesome. I mean, I I, I know it, the the Buff, the Bills fans couldn't be too upset because he kind of embraced their culture too. Well, he took a giant shot of whatever the hell concoction they had in the, uh, the the old jug i saw that tailgating mm-hmm. i saw that so he uh he great you know he uh, immersed himself in bill's mafia culture pre-game See, it's, it's funny all you have to do to, to earn the respect of bill's mafia is to drink irresponsibly yeah <laughs> put, a, and put out a few, you know, jump on a few tables and yeah. break them <laughs> you know start on maybe catch yourself on fire real quick jump in a pit yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, Jay, uh, thoughts on on Coach Rule and winter conditioning underway? Nebraska uh, has roster options, uh, and uh, of course, they've got uh, big dog Dylan Raiola enrolled, and things are going here. But it's you know what? It's uh, season two already for Nebraska and Coach Rule. Yeah, pretty important time. One of the most important times of the season. Uh, this is where you kind of get bigger, faster, stronger. Uh, you kind of. You really are implementing uh, mental toughness, leadership, a lot of things going on that get you ready, that takes you into spring ball, that takes you into fall camp, that takes you into the season. So this is this is where that foundation is laid right now in 2024. And once that's built, then you can kind of start fine-tuning it. You can, you know, you, got, you can start adding a little bit of the, the finer details um, into the plan. But this is important. It's, it's time to uh, get all the transfers in, get them up to speed, Get the young freshmen that are coming in, get them up to speed, and and really solidify what you built last year, and and then take that and then add to that. Right, you just got to start stacking it. Uh, they did a lot of good things last year. Obviously, how the season finished, those last four games, 
wasn't great, but I still think what they're able to do in certain situations and, and just with the mindset and mental toughness, you got to take that over and transfer it into 2024. And that's the time it happens right now. So it's, uh, this is, it's, it's a, it's a, I know it's, you look outside and, uh, and the weather isn't, isn't great. But this is the, it's a time where you got to kind of embrace the, like we said, embrace the suck and, uh, and get better. And, uh, you know, the only easy day was yesterday type of mentality. And, uh, you just gotta go get after it and, uh, you earn everything you get, work your tail off. And, you know, there should they should be hungry. You know, they should be really, really hungry because this, this team hasn't gotten, uh, near to anything where they should be. And I know they got close last year to getting over the hump and, and getting that, you know, getting that bowl game, you know, monkey off their back. And that's really close. You know, it's this, this team, you know, and, you know, with rules kind of track record, year one struggles, year two makes that significant jump. Can this team make that significant jump and embrace that and uh, get it done? It's Jay Moore with us here at Hale Varsity Radio. And Jay, let's go to Friday night's Polynesian Bowl. The, the, the question is simple here. Does it matter? Does what we saw matter? I tried to throw some cold water on this on Friday. Like, you know what? Look at the, the natural talent, the raw ability. Don't look at some of the quarterbacking things that can be difficult. Similar to an NFL combine. Uh, when you don't have the time to work with your wide receivers, or you're not going to be watching film all week long. It, it kind of means you have to take it with a grain of salt. Is that your take on Friday night's Polynesian Bowl with, with Dylan Rell's performance? It's, it's not really about stats or anything like that. It's about raw ability, and the kid can go out there and have some fun. Totally. I mean, it's not even a grain of salt. It's like a whole <laughs> vial, you know, whatever, you know, the, the, it's, uh, I mean, I didn't even, I, I'll be frank. Like I, I, I saw highlights. I did not watch one snap of the game. I just saw, you know, the highlights from, you know, social media. Uh, I just, so much is, is put on these kids play young kids. I get it. Dylan Ryle, I understand, um, his ability and, and the pressures and all those things. I just, he's still 18 years old and a lot, a lot changes when he steps on campus. And I know he's probably going to be day one starter, uh, when he steps in this, on this, um, when he gets on campus here, probably now. Uh, and that's fine. That's okay. Uh, I just, I'm not going to overreact to how, um, a kid who just got out of high school performs in an all-star game or, you know, even performs in a, in a, in a, in a first year, uh, it will, um, or maybe even performs in a spring game. You know, because we'll be talking about that when that happens, too. So uh, it's fun. It's something to talk about. It's something to, to uh, watch and, and look at. And if you want to go deep in the weeds and diagnose everything and, and go for it, go all for it. I'm sure there's, there's uh, people have done it. I just don't I, – I have energy to be put somewhere else to be sized. Uh, you get together, some, some kids together for a few days at practice and – and you go play a game, and, and ideally they're probably looking forward to a trip, a free trip to Hawaii more than the, the game itself, right? So um, I'm glad everyone came out healthy, first and foremost. We saw some good things, and that's, that's awesome. Uh, but now it's time to get to real work and, uh, and develop and really live up to your hype. That's the biggest thing for Dylan is live up, step on campus, man. You, you, uh, people know this Rayola name, and it's, it's littered all over the stadium but it's time to, you know, validate, right? And uh, it's not going to be easy. All eyes are going to be on them. The pressure's on them. And uh, you know, pre- being, being under pressure is a privilege. And I think he's going to welcome that privilege and uh, embrace it and try to get better every day. 
Jay, about a minute here. How does Dylan Riola kind of separate himself from the distractions when he gets to campus and kind of going through a new stage of his life? Because I know he's kind of grown up in the spotlight, at least in the last couple of years, but how does he kind of block that out when he gets here? Man, he's got to do the, do the necessary things and go above and beyond. Be the first one there. He should be the first one in the locker room. He should be the last one to leave. First one in meetings, last one to leave. Uh, don't uh, act, you know, like you're uh, entitled to anything because you're not. I don't care who your dad was. I don't care who, uh, how much NIL money you're getting or who your uncle is. It shouldn't matter. And I know he's been brought up that way as well. Uh, but first one in, first one out. You know, you're gonna have to embrace some. That you're, I'm sure he has to do some things that freshmen have to do, and that's good. Embrace it but uh, fully commit uh, yourself to this situation because it's, it's, it's a fantastic situation to be um, a legacy. And uh, it's, I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see him involve and um, get better and, and you know, be, become what we think he can become, right, which is a damn good uh, quarterback and hopefully lead this program to where it once was. Mm-hmm and where it does belong and kind of get us out of the, the dumps. And that's, that's a lot of pressure, but that's okay. Like I said, pressure is a, a privilege. If he was a, uh, a three-star recruit, would have been there. But he's a five-star, uh, one of the top-rated recruits in the nation. Hey, all eyes are on you, bud. And uh, let's kind of let's, let's take, take it for what it's worth. But uh, you got to kind of seize the day and, and, and capitalize. Jay Moore, Bird, take care. We'll check in next week. Yep, sounds good, boys. See yep. Good to spend a few minutes with Jay Moore, Blackshirt Husker NFL, or get the podcast, as always. Subscribe. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play with Hale Varsity Radio or the Hale Varsity YouTube channel. We'll wind down a Monday next.